We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 31st, 2010. And uh, next part, we're going to be looking at a new documentary out on chemtrails. It's called, What in the World Are They Spraying? And as I watch this, I watch the whole thing, and we're not going to be really, really playing any clips from it. We're going to be more reading some text here. Uh, after I watched it, I saw this verse the other day that I thought really applied to this. And I'm going to read it ahead of time, and you'll understand more as I get into this how this verse applies. Because it says in Daniel 9, 13-14, it says, And I will break the pride of your power, and I will make your heaven as iron, and your earth as brass, and your strength shall be spent in vain. For your land shall not yield her increase, neither shall the trees of your land yield their fruits. Now, I'm not going to talk as much about that verse, but if you watch the documentary, it'll really ring true. Because what the documentary goes to in great detail, which I wasn't fully aware of, is the fact that they're using this geoengineering with the chemtrails, and they're openly admitting to it now, in order to um, literally destroy the crops, and to destroy the land, and to change the pH of the ground. And that's oh, that's what they're doing. And as a result of that, they're, uh, I, I guess I should say this before I get into this, because I don't think they cover this so, too much in the verbiage here, but what one of the things that struck me about watching it is that this is one of the reasons Monsanto is coming out with um, these types of seeds that are uh, they're resistant to aluminum. Aluminum is one of the main things they're spraying on us. Barium, aluminum, strontium. I've also read ethylene dibromide, which is an um, additive and unleaded gas. All of these things are highly cancer-causing, and they all change the pH of the soil. And they were showing this man, this really, really super rich guy. I mean... He was really rich. Like 2,000 acres on top of a mountain. And he was, you know, the thing about the movie is is that it is somewhat new age. You can tell these people are, are kind of new agers. But they, they can even see what's going on. And they were showing how the plants, they were, all these chemtrail planes flying, and they were showing how the plants and the trees on their property, this tree's died. This tree's died. And there's like no reason for it. The bark's peeling off the trees, this and that, the pH of their pond is super, super alkaline. In this particular case, it was. And they were doing snow samples of nearby Mount um, Shasta, which is where they invented Shasta Cola. I don't know if you knew that. No, just kidding. Teasing. Little little joke there. Anyway, yeah, they were they the um, the the aluminum in the uh, the um, Snow samples were like 60 times what they should be, like 60 times the upper level limits of what drinking water. And you wonder why there's this epidemic of Alzheimer's, which because aluminum deposition in the brain is one of the main things that causes Alzheimer's. The aluminum has a high affinity for brain tissue. It gets sucked up. It has this attraction to brain tissue. It's sucked up into the brain. These aluminum particles lay across what they call the synaptic clefts of the of these of the brain, and they short circuit people. And that's why they, they can't remember stuff and things of this nature. Now, this is all happening to us on a certain level, and so again, um, I mean, if you're around chemtrails, which pretty much would be the vast majority of people. Anyway, it just struck me because they're they're the when I read this verse, it says. Um, Neither shall the trees of your land yield their fruits. See, I, I really believe that God's letting all this happen because this is part of his judgment. It's, it's, maybe it's not like you would think of God, uh, the hammer or fist of God coming down all at once. I do believe that is probably going to come. But there has been a gradual, I really believe, judgment of God. And, and as wickedness and sin increases and then all these different ways they're trying to, to kill us, I believe God's letting that happen as judgment on, well, on America and other parts of the world because we've been given over to sin 
for the most part. The world in general has been given over to sin. And when that happens, God starts to withdraw his protective hand. Uh, particularly, you know, on a nation that would say it was Christian or whatever. And, you know, so that's that's my opinion. You, you don't have to believe it, but I, I believe that that's what's going on here. Or at least it's a component of what's going on. Because obviously God could stop this if he wanted to. Now what I recommend regarding the chemtrails is, is if you see them spraying or prior to them spraying, you get on your knees and you pray against that with righteous indignation. I have seen that work over and over again. But what I have also seen is that it's getting harder and harder and harder to keep chemtrail planes out of the sky, even if you do that. And if, if But if there's more people doing that, then God can do mighty, amazing, miraculous things. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. So, you know, that's what's going on. And I've seen prayer... On your knees, righteous indignant is the only kind that I've seen really works against chemtrail planes. Um, um, but I have seen it over and over again for years. I've seen chemtrail planes in my area not fly for weeks on end. Weeks where the skies are clear. We just had a stretch up here in, in North Carolina where it was clear for weeks. I didn't see one for weeks. But they always come back. and um, But it's not every day. Like a lot of people, it's every day. I can't remember one day in the last whatever, how many years. For uh, But, you know, I'm not saying that because I think that my prayers are more powerful or whatever, but I'm telling you, it does work. But I do believe that getting on your knees praying with other people is really the ultimate way to accomplish that. And not just that, but that's just, you know, one area. So, let's go further. This, um, this documentary, What in the World Are They Spraying, is an investigation in all aspects of the phenomenon of chemtrails. Over the past decade and more, long white trails emanating from jet planes have been seen lingering in the skies all over the planet, often expanding and merging to form vast swaths of artificial cloud cover. Now, this is a DVD you can go watch online for free, and i give you the link to do that, or you can purchase it and show it to your friends, uh, whatever you want to do. The, but just remember, it's got kind of a new agey feel to it to me, you know, I mean, it's, it's like kind of like New Age hippie crowd type of feel to it, you know, which I don't like, but, you know, and they're really freaking out because they have no clue what to really do about it other than what to expose it, and I, I think it is good to expose it, and I, they did a really good job in this, but ultimately their solutions are flawed because they're not going to save Mother Gaia, as they think, it's not going to happen. You know, God, the Lord Jesus Christ is the only one that, that's going to be able to intervene in, in that situation, and um, they're they're going about it the wrong way, I guess, from a, from a biblical perspective. Is the point I'm trying to make. So, um, these planes are seen lingering in the skies all over the planet, often expanding, merging to form vast swaths of artificial cloud cover. That's not normal, okay. These trails are clearly not water vapor contrails, which is what you'll see from a normal jet plane, which evaporate after several minutes. If you, if you, a normal contrail, you look up in the sky, you see a plane, a jet plane flying, like a passenger plane, and you'll see the little white thing come out, and then it dissipates and disappears. Chemtrails are the exact opposite. They're putting out a powdery white shaft that is aluminum, tiny, tiny particles of aluminum, Barium, strontium, ethylene dibromide. They also talk about some sulfur component now that they may be using. And it billows and billows and billows and billows until it looks like cloud cover after so many hours or whatever. And you just think it's normal at that point. It's not normal. And they, they do this in grid patterns over the sky. It's poison. It's a main way they're trying to eradicate humanity. And it's also under the guise of um, what they're saying how they're justifying it, these devils that are doing this, is they're um, geoengineering the planet. And we'll get into that in a few minutes here. Uh, now, the, the, um, the chemtrails remain overhead for long extended periods of time, often um, culminating in, in strange grid-like formations. I mean, ask yourself this question. I mean, if it's a flight pattern, Normally, if, if you have flight patterns in the airports, the planes are coming in after another, they're leaving in a certain way. They're not going to make grid patterns in the skies, even if you didn't believe that they're normal contrails. 
They're not. They're, they're, they would never make a grid pattern, X's and stuff like that in the skies. Planes flying all over the place haphazardly. And it doesn't happen. Now they have people asking serious questions. I've been asking this question for over ten years at this point. What these trails? What are these? What are these trails? Who's spraying them? In our atmosphere, for what purpose? Uh, research indicates that the trails are part of a geoengineering program that may already be in its initial implementation phase. It's, it's way beyond the initial implementation phase. It's been going on for a long time. Scientists at the Carnegie Institution are using taxpayer money to lay the groundwork for injecting the atmosphere with materials they believe will artificially cool the planet in a bid to stave off what they are told is modern civilization's greatest threat to date, anthropogenic, I'm sorry, anthropogenic global warming, which is total garbage, and we've that's been proven, just with the Copenhagen Treaty, what all, all that stuff that came out before the Copenhagen Treaty, thank God, that where they were showing how all the scientists were cooking the books, and they admitted to it in their own emails, and that all came out, and it kind of made the global, the whole Copenhagen summit, you know, appear even more ludicrous than it already was. So, but they're, you know, they've got to have some excuse to be spraying this poison on us. And one of the things that they uh, came to in the movie, not so much in this article that I'm reading, is that by doing this, um, where they're spraying this stuff, and interfering severely with the pH of the soil, that what they're ultimately going to do is the plants are not going to be able to yield fruit. And that's why Monsanto is coming out with these Monsanto, um, not only Roundup-ready seeds, but aluminum-resistant seeds. Because the aluminum and all these heavy metals that they're spraying on the ground are, are killing the plants. So, what would if you were Satan and you wanted mass control of the population and total control of the food supply, what would you make? Well, you'd make Terminator seeds that you have to go to Monsanto to buy that are only good for one round. And you can make your nice GMO crops, which, you know, um, you have to go back to Monsanto every year and buy. And you can spray with all of our Monsanto-based Roundup-ready pesticide and it won't kill the plant. And you can eat the pesticide, too. Um, and you're also going to make a seed that's, that's resistant to aluminum so that when we're spraying our chemtrails, it's not going to kill our Monsanto Roundup-ready aluminum-resistant seed. This is how evil and diabolical and satanic Monsanto is in the world government. Because, in our government. Because they all know this is going on. They're doing this. At the, this is how evil... And wicked the world really is. I'm just not here to sugarcoat it. Now I know this is the same teaching that Joel uh, Osteen's doing right now at his church in Texas or whatever. I know he's he's pounding the pit about Monsanto pulpit. Sorry, I don't think he has a pulpit. He's got that big globe behind him. Anyway, um, which incidentally, it was, that's pretty nice that globe. I had a patient send me one of those, an inflatable one, blow up. And I, I kind of had it behind me for one of my teachings, but yeah. Anyway, um, they, they really did send me one. But um, going further, that's that's the reason they're doing this. I, I, I The reason I'm saying that up front is because I'm afraid if I get too far into this, they don't mention that as much in this verbiage that I'm talking about. I just want you to understand how evil and diabolical um, Monsanto is. They're the same ones that bring us aspartame, too, or NutraSweet, that potent neurotoxin that causes multiple sclerosis and cancer and seizures and is highly addictive and mimics sugar in the body and causes all kind of blood sugar issues and headaches and they, they put it in all the sweeteners you know you can't you can't go hardly anywhere with any kind kind of sweet candy hardly anymore gum they put it all in the gums and all those artificial sweeteners are death asphaltame potassium um NutraSweet, sucralose, you name it, they're all different ways to kill you. All different forms of, of things to kill you. You better be careful what you're putting in your body, is all I'm saying. Because, you know, we're body, soul, spirit, they can take us out in our bodies, you know, then really, I don't think Satan really cares how he takes us out as long as he's taking us out in some way, shape, or form. 
So, let's go further here. The scientists at the Carnegie Institution, which, you know, Dale Carnegie, I mean, these are, these are big brother, New World Order institutions, are, are using taxpayer money to lay the groundwork for ejecting the atmosphere with materials they believe will artificially cool the planet. In a bid to stave off what they are told is modern civilization's greatest threat to date, this global warming nonsense garbage. Playing God with the atmosphere is having severe consequences, particularly given that these compounds these scientists are testing are known to cause debilitating health problems and could lead to massive droughts and famines. It's another thing that this can do. Which is what they want. That way they can control everything. Based around the madcap method of injecting aerosols of sulfate into the stratosphere to produce a global sunshade, researchers at the Carnegie's Institution's Department of Global Ecology have been running advanced trials on how to distribute artificially added sulfates to the atmosphere in the name of cooling the planet. Artificial sulfates. Now, they didn't get that much into that in the film that you would watch from here. But they're also doing that as well. One of the main authors of the study, Ken Caldera, is the man who told a conference of fellow warmest, global warmest, earlier this year, that it would be a good idea to make the emission of CO2 an illegal act. It'd be a good idea. Presumably, that would include the very process of breathing, since all humans and animals exhale carbon dioxide. So we all have to go. Why don't you go first, Ken? You know, I mean, if that's what you think. But it's so asinine because plants use carbon dioxide to breathe. That's what they breathe, essentially. The leaves and, you know, that's how they live, carbon dioxide. So, and then this goes on to say, that's right, the man tasked with playing God with the environment thinks breathing should be criminalized. But it gets worse. Caldera is the advisor for and is being funded by guess who? Bill Gates. The man who thinks that old people should be killed to save teaching jobs, and the man who says the vaccines, which his foundation bankrolls to the tune of billions, should be used to lower populations. And we've given you the quotes, we've given you the sound bites where he's admitted it openly. He gave like a billion dollars to like, what, the United Nations or the WHO for their uh, vaccine. You know, Bill Gates is putting his money where his mouth is to kill as many people as humanly possible. That's his. That's the satanic legacy that Bill Gates is endeavoring to leave on him on you know humanity, and he also and also to, to bring CO two emissions down to a level approaching zero. Well, then that would mean everybody has to go basically. But the Carnegie Carnegie study is just one recent example of a research program that has been ongoing for up to twenty years. Experiments similar to Caldera's proposal are already being carried out by the U.S. government-backed scientists, such as those at the U.S. Department of Energy's Savannah River National Laboratory in Aiken, South Carolina, who last year began conducting studies which involve shooting huge amounts of particulate matter into the stratosphere. The, The science of geoengineering through chemtrails is also vehemently backed by John P. Holdren, the White House science czar, who in his 1977 book Ecoscience advocated poisoning the water to involuntarily sterilize humans as part of a planetary regime that would control every aspect of our existence. Well, I'm really glad he's a, he's the White House science czar. Sounds like a guy I really went behind the wheel. You know? Uh, involuntarily sterilizing, you know, they're doing all kinds of stuff to sterilize us. Fluoride in the water. Not only does it make you more docile, not only does it burn out the lower brain lobes of your brain, which controls your will to resist, but it also does sterilize you and give you cancer and causes bone softening issues and all kinds of other horrific things. But there's all kinds of stuff they're doing to the food supply to sterilize us. All the xenoestrogens and the the personal care products that you you use, anything with prop or meth on the label, we're going to discuss that a little bit more later had a question about that, and I'm going to give you some alternatives. Uh, so, yeah, um, this is um, this is the this is the day and time we're living in here. Let's see here. The fact that such eugenicists are now in control of a geoengineering programs will have a direct impact on our health is beyond alarming. Uh, would you tell Ted Bundy to take your teenage da- daughter out on a date? 
Would you allow Ian Brady and Myra Hindley to babysit your children? And yet, here we have a gang of elitists who have publicly stated their intent to use the threat of global warming and overpopulation as a justification for killing and sterilizing people. And we're giving them free reign with taxpayer money to play God with planet Earth? What is wrong with this picture? Geoengineering programs have also been promoted by the Council on Foreign Relations, which is one of the main steering committees behind the implementation of global governance. So, I mean, if all you have to do is look who, who's associated with all of the chemtrail programs just to know how evil and malevolent this really is. In a document entitled Geoengineering Workshop on Unilateral, Unilateral Planetary Scale Geoengineering, the CFR proposes different methods of reflecting sunlight back into space, which include adding small reflective particles in the upper atmosphere of the atmosphere, upper part of the atmosphere, including adding more clouds to the lower part of the atmosphere. The proposals of the CFR, meaning Council of Foreign Relations document, match exactly the atmospheric effects observed in the aftermath of chemtrail spraying. Because see, this, the whole aluminum thing is supposedly highly reflective. So we're reflecting all this terrible sunlight back off the earth and we're allowing the earth to cool. What garbage. A recent report issued by the UK government also calls for the UN to exclusively regulate worldwide the UN, the most satanic organization, the backbone of the coming new world order. They want the UN to exclusively regulate the worldwide geoengineering of the planet in order to stave off man-made global warming. That's, that's really the fox guard in the hen house there. Discussing of geoengineering technology is often framed as a future consideration, yet governments are already conducting such programs at an advanced stage. The atmospheric radiation measurement, uh, or ARM, program was created in 1989, funding funding from the U.S. Department of Energy and is sponsored by the DOE's Office of Science and managed by the Office of Biological Environmental Research. The DOE website states that, quote, the current focus of the program is aerosol radiative forcing of climate. Aerosol formation and the evolution in aerosol properties that affect direct and indirect influences on climate and climate change. So the this Department of Energy already says that their current focus is aerosol radiative forcing of climate, meaning they're using an aerosol via, aka the chemtrails, to radiate the sun back so it changes the climate patterns. That's what they're saying in their fancy terms, or in their legalese that they're using, lawyer talk. U.S. government scientists are already bombarding the skies with, with acid rain causing pollutant Sulfur, uh, the pollutant sulfur dioxide in an attempt to fight global warming by geoengineering the planet. Despite the fact that injecting aerosols into the upper atmosphere carries with it a, a host of both known and unknown dangers. Now, I don't know why they're just talking about sulfur dioxide when most of the research I've seen really focuses on aluminum, barium, strontium, and also ethylene dibromide. But for this particular article, that's what they focused on. On the documentary you'll see, they focus on aluminum, strontium, and barium. Okay, just so you know. Such programs merely, and and again, they may be doing different things in different parts of the country or the earth to see what kind of effects they get. In other words, they may be, maybe one place they're using sulfur dioxide more heavily and the other place they're using aluminum to see which causes more decimation and havoc on the environment. I mean, remember, we're like a big science experiment project to them they feel as though they can experiment on us, and they're kind of seeing, well, what works better to kill off the sheeple people, you know, or what works better to, to you know, cause the crops not to grow and, and to decimate the soils and things like that. So, such programs merely scratch the surface of what is likely to be a gargantuan and overarching black budget funded project of to geoengineering the planet, with little or no care for the unknown environmental consequences this could in our engendering. Now, just remember, a ton of your tax money goes to these black budgets, particularly, I believe, in the IRS. I believe a ton of that money go. I mean, they got to fund it from somewhere. And so, you know, I just hate to say that, but it, it is. And, um, you know, injecting the atmosphere with sulfate aerosols is completely insane, untested, and a de- 
dangerous proposal. Rutgers University professor Alan Robach has warned that such experiments could create disasters, damaging the ozone layer and potentially altering the stratosphere by eliminating weather patterns, such as the annual Asian monsoon rain season. See, they can really severely affect weather patterns as well with this. Uh, This annual Asian monsoon season, 2 billion people rely on water to water their crops and feed the population. So so they would look at that like, wow, we could take out like... uh, ton of people, if we could just, you know, do this one thing, we might be able to take out two billion people. You know, so they'd be a, a third of the way there and their goal to depopulate the planet. You know, put two billion gone. Not to say they're going to get every one of them, but I'm just saying, that's. I think that's their mindset. Imagine Robach told a gen, geoengineering conference last year said, imagine if we triggered a drought and a famine while trying to cool the planet. However, when you consider the fact and this is back to the article. However, when you consider the fact that the global warming mantra is a thin, fa- a thin veil for eugenics and population control, it is unlikely that the world's elite care about one-third of the planet's population unable to eat. In fact, they would probably see that as a bonus. Absolutely, they'd see it as a bonus. The known facts about what happens when the environment is loaded with sulfur dioxide are bad enough, since the compound is the main component of acid rain which according to the EPA causes acidification of the lakes and streams and contributes to the damage of trees at high levels. For example, to red spruce trees above 2,000 feet and many sensitive forest soils. In addition, acid rain accelerates the decay of building materials and paints, including irreplaceable buildings, statues, and sculptures that are part of our nature's, nation's cultural heritage. The health effects of bombarding the skies with sulfur dioxide alone are enough to raise serious questions about whether such programs should even be allowed to proceed. Here's just some of the side effects of this sulfur dioxide. Neurological effects, behavioral changes, disturbance, disturbance in blood circulation, heart damage, effects on the eyes and eyesight, reproductive failure, damage to the immune system, stomach and gastrointestinal disorders, damage to liver, kidneys, hearing defects, disturbance of hormonal metabolism, dermatological effects, suffocation and lung embolism, I give you a little graphic here you can look at on this geoengineering. I'm not going to read it because you wouldn't be able to, you can't see it if I'm reading it, but just so you know, it's there in the PDF. The graphic that I'm describing proposes spraying aluminum powder and barium oxide into, now this is talking about aluminum and barium oxide, into high levels of the atmosphere, again delivered by aircraft, to to increase planetary reflectance, and cloud cover. And this is exactly what they've been doing for years. With all kind of other stuff they're probably mixing in there. High levels of barium have, found, have been found in substances associated with chemtrails. Reports of chemtrails have increased dramatically over the 10 years. Many have speculated that they are part of a government program to alter climate and inoculate humans against certain pathogens. Right. Or to even toxify humans as part of a population reduction agenda. In 2008... KSLA news investigation found that a substance that fell to the earth from a high altitude chemtrail um, plane contained high levels of barium and lead as well as other trace amounts of other chemicals including arsenic, cadmium, etc. Of these, all but one are metals. Some are toxic while several are rarely if ever found in nature naturally occurring. The newscast focuses on barium which its research shows is the hallmark of chemtrails. Well, again, I don't know if it's... I think it's different for... I think depends on what year, what area, whatever they're trying to do. I don't think we can really be dogmatic if there's one specific thing. Uh, KSLA News found barium levels in its samples more than six times the toxic levels set by the EPA. The Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality confirmed that high levels of barium were very unusual, but commented that proving the source was a whole other matter. Give me a break. I mean, proving the source, all you have to do is look up in the sky. Where else could it be coming from? The Tooth Fairy? I don't think so. KSLA also uh, asked Mark Ryan, the director of Poison Control Center, about the effects of of, um, barium on the human body. Ryan commented that short-term exposure can lead to anything from stomach to chest pains, and that long-term exposure causes blood pressure problems. The, boy, the Poison Control Center further reported that long-term exposure 
as with any harmful substance, would contribute to weakening the immune system, which many speculate is the purpose of such man-made chemtrails. One of the accepted truisms of scientific study is the fact that if scientists are proposing an idea, then those scientists will access with access to the bottom and bottomless pit of black budget secret government funding are already doing it. Well, obviously, they've been doing this for years. Pretty hard to, pretty hard to hide that they're, they're, those planes are up there doing this. Pretty, I mean, it's one of the most flagrant things that's going on today, period. And yet, there's almost zero public outcry, I mean, for the most part. Churches should be, you know, oh no, we, we might lose our 501c3 status if we say anything about this, because, you know, well, the government gave us our right to exist, and if we speak out against it, they may take away our 501c3 status, and, oh boy, we'll be out of a job, I guess. People won't like us either. We won't be highly esteemed among men. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, it's, it's hard not to be sarcastic when it comes to these types of subjects because the church should be speaking out against this. You know? Now, I'm not saying not all churches aren't, but I'm saying, let's say 99.9% probably have never even talked about this. But it's one of the things that's slowly killing all of humanity every single day. You know, it's not like some trivial little issue. It's a big deal. But anyway, that's between them and God. I, I, I hope that more people start speaking out about this as it becomes more and more well-known, flagrant, and seen. It is highly likely that chemtrails are merely one manifestation of geoengineering that is taking place without proper debate, notification, or any form of legality, and with a callous disregard for the potential dangers to both our health and our environment. I mean, you are there little science project experimentation. They don't care one iota this is killing you or hurting you or hurting your family or your children or your grandkids. They don't care. They didn't come to you with some informed consent form saying, is it okay if we spray this poison on you? That ought to get you mad. That ought to cause you to be righteous, indignant. On the face of it, the idea of artificially poisoning the atmosphere with substances known to cause massive health problems and one that many environmentalists say lead to crippling droughts and famines is a complete overreaction to combating climate change, which has naturally occurred for over thousands of years. Add to that the fact that the people proposing, funding, and researching the issue are all avowed eugenicists, who, who basically eugenicists meaning like what Hitler really was trying to implement, where he was trying to create the race, the Aryan, or the fifth root race. They're, they're people that believe other people need to die. The useless eaters, the sheeple people, they need to die. And the elitists must live. Because they're the ones that have the money and the power and control. Therefore, they're the ones that should be in control. And they have their primary allegiance to Lucifer, or Satan. So, the eugenicists are the very ones that are proposing, funding, and researching this, and causing this. And they've been vocal in their mission to enact draconian measures of population control. And the true scope of what we're dealing with here is clear. An effort by control freaks, whose sole interest is not caring about the planet, but hijacking concerns about the environment as a vehicle through which to enforce their putrid cocktail of death and tyranny. I think that's well put. And just remember what I said about getting on your knees. And I, again, it shouldn't just be chemtrails. Just like I said about the whole the human sacrifices that are occurring uh, on numerous case, places on the satanic calendar. And these types of things. And I'm not saying praying people go to hell. I'm saying if God judges wickedness, all men will see and fear and declare the work of God according to Psalm 64. Whenever God judges wickedness, good things happen. Good things happen. And God knows the beginning from the end. He knows who are his and who are not his. And he knows who are going to be saved and who are not going to be saved. And those that can be saved, I pray to God they would be saved. But if we don't even know to pray about it and we're just sitting back and never 
you know, then most likely not a whole lot's going to change. It's just going to get worse. That's the solution. Prayer on our knees. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean we're going to, that, that, you know, things are going to be kept back and, and the Antichrist isn't going to rise and we're going to keep all that back. I understand ultimately that's going to happen, but this is all about resisting evil. You know, is, is ultimately what we're talking about here. Uh, now I'm going to play a clip here from a uh, documentary, the latest documentary by William Lewis and Gary Franchi, exposing the secret agenda of the FEMA camps and the specter of martial law, uh, which is looming. The documentary chronicles the various scenarios which could be used to subjugate the American people. And again, this is a reason that I really believe, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the world and to stand before the Son of Man. I'm not saying this to, you know, put fear of man in you. Because the fear of man bringeth a snare, the Bible says. But perfect love casteth out fear. And so, but again, on how to direct our prayers. And praying, fasting, these types of things regarding these issues. If there were... If, if the body of Christ were all at once woken up to these issues, can you imagine how the hand of God could actually move? But most, for the most part, I think the body of Christ are, are kind of blinded, not, not saying that they are blind, but they haven't been exposed to this kind of truth, so therefore they're not aware of it. They're, they're not even aware to pray about it, or fast about it, or anything. Out of sight, out of mind. So, let's go ahead and play this clip now, and we'll go from there. Okay, we'll go ahead and play the clip here. There have been two more H1N1 related deaths in Rhode Island. 36 children have died from the virus. 76 children have died from the H1N1 virus since April. The government now believes roughly 8 million children have come down with the virus. The infection is spreading. Well, stockpiling vaccines, closing schools, and letting government employees work from home. Prepare, don't panic. They say the best way to prepare is to have your family vaccinated. The vaccine appears to be safe. The Obama administration is considering implementing a new fall vaccination program against the flu. Composed of mercury and has been proven to cause not only Guillain-Barre syndrome but also autism. Where schools across the United States, from Kentucky to New York, are forcibly inoculating children with the H1N1 flu vaccine, even when their parents have instructed them not to do so. And again... When the schools get caught, they say, oops, we made a mistake. President Obama has now declared the H1N1 virus to be a national emergency. The White House says the president signed this proclamation last night. It will allow medical officials to bypass certain federal requirements. And so because there is this big backlash, they're hyping the H1N1 really as an excuse to try to set the precedent to forcibly inoculate the population. I was uh, working for one of the local hospitals as a security officer, and my supervisor notified me that there was a training opportunity. A team was being formed with Homeland Security. Primarily, our job as law enforcement would be to uh, remove the people from their homes. School buses would be uh, brought into the neighborhoods. We would go door-to-door in teams, and we would evacuate the people from their homes and take them to a decontamination area. And then sending them to secure facilities. Did you hear that? I mean, this is a guy that was hired to do that. Forcibly removing people from their house. I believe if they won't, you know, take the vaccine is what he's in reference to. And so this is, you know, this is pretty draconian stuff. It doesn't get a whole lot worse than this. I mean, that whole description is exactly what they did to the Jews during the Holocaust. If you've been diagnosed with probable or presumed 2009 H1N1 or swine flu in recent months, you may be surprised to know this. The odds are you didn't have H1N1 flu. In fact, you probably didn't have flu at all. We were told that takedown tactics would be necessary. Uh, Some of these people will not go willingly. We must take them down. And they warned us about that, that there's going to be homeowners that may have a gun in the home or may have a gun on their person. Uh, So be prepared. Uh, to use tasers, uh, pepper spray, and possibly even lethal. Police fire it! Well, I don't want in here. Now, they're showing a clip of this this elderly lady who was in uh, prior to uh, or after Katrina, 
and they were forcibly removing people from the New Orleans area. And they show this, you know, them tackling this old older lady uh, in a very brutal way, and, and uh, you know, getting her out of the house. I mean, the, you, you think it can't happen, but it already has happened in certain instances. of why uh, I have so emphasized this going all the way back to 2005 uh, with the, the speaking tour that I did because of that very scenario. The, the, the scenario that the, that the whole pandemic issue would supply uh, or, or would give us is, is a scenario unlike anything else, you know, where we would actually be turning on one another and suspecting them. You know, there, there's really not a better cover for Satan's agenda than some type of pandemic and where they're demonizing people that refuse to get uh, vaccinated or whatever their draconian remedy is for that. There, there's not a better better cover that I know of than a pandemic type of situation where panic would be at an all-time high. And, um, you know, you're not going to be able to talk sense into people in that type of, of uh, mindset. Your thoughts on or, uh, house-to-house gun confiscation or, or if the Marines would ever have to do that in America? I really don't want to speculate on that. For many of the police and guard troops, it is an uncomfortable job to do this in an American city. Evacuees are flooding this embarkation center. Now, despite the large number of people and pets, things are running very smoothly. Now, this efficiency can be attributed to a technology solution brought on by Radiant RFID. The jurisdiction is able to get an accurate manifest on every single person getting on the bus just by walking them through this simple portal. Okay, so they were just showing these people, and it was in some type of evacuation scenario in America, where they were going to this table, they were getting their RFID chip bracelet, and they were being evacuated, and then they were getting on the bus. It was was very chilling, because it reminds me of the people that are willingly going to go to the concentration camps uh, that have already been set up in America, over 600 of them in America, uh, huge detention facilities, and they're going to willingly go, and they're going to have their RFID chip bracelets, and um, they're, uh, they're, then it showed them passing through this scanner that was scanning the bracelet before they were getting on the bus, so that they're, they're being tracked everywhere they go. It's, it's just some really, uh, uh, you know, frightening stuff to look at people submitting to this and not even questioning it. Uh, what what they're submitting to? Technology building is located in Western Oklahoma City. It's a huge, huge building. Uh, lots of open warehouse space, almost completely surrounded by barbed wire fence with secure gates and guard shacks inside. Uh, and in the back, you, there's rail access, you know, which you know meets the, the the criteria of what people call a FEMA concentration camp. I mean, there's no sign out front that says FEMA concentration camp. But it's one of these deals where, you know, it's a spray area, but, you know, immediately that when they wanted to utilize it, it can be put into effect. Now, they're showing this concentra- one of the concentration camps, and it's funny because this facility is not marked, but all the fence, all the barbed wire is pointed in. Now, if it was a facility where they were trying to keep people out, why are they pointing the barbed wire in? And they've, they've got this railroad right behind the thing where they can actually bring people in on rail cars and transport them right into this place. Will you voluntarily become a captive of one of these quarantine or detention camps? What will you do? Will you go quietly? This is the total federalization slash internationalization with this huge control grid that is meant to protect the establishment from the people as they expand their tyranny. Because they expect for you to resist them. 
as this corruption expands, as a rebellion forms against this Hitlerian takeover, and you're going to be named, you're going to be listed as a terrorist because you don't submit to them and become their slave. This is obviously a cause for concern and requires heightened state of alert. Okay, so that was that little clip there from, uh, again, that's a documentary from William Lewis and Gary Franchi. And um, I just thought I'd throw that in because it seems like a, if you want to know more about that particular subject, they've, you know, it's a good documentary to get. Not a fun subject to talk about, but, you know, I'd rather be educated on a particular subject than have it, you know, catch me unawares and, and never know a thing about it. Now, this next clip is on the beheading of a Muslim wife who received a prize from CARE for promoting peaceful Islam. Now, this just happened not too long ago. Uh, I don't think it was too long ago. Oh, no, actually, February 17, 2009. Um, Let's see here. The strange wife of a Muslim TV executive feared for her life after filing for divorce last month from her abusive husband. She was found beheaded Thursday in his upstate New York TV studio. Now, this is a guy that received a prize from this Islamic organization, CAIR Care, for promoting peaceful Islam. Okay, I just wanted to throw this in because it shows a picture of him and his wife in the TV studio. Um, and this is, this is just typical of what you're going to see in Islam. The hypocrisy is just unbelievable. And he founded this Muslim television, television channel. Uh, in uh, in America, I'm waiting for the next slide to come on here. His name was Muzamo Hassan. Aisa Hassan, 37, was found dead on Thursday at the offices of Bridges TV in Orchid Park, New York, near Buffalo. Her husband, Mr. Hassan, 44, has been charged with second-degree murder. She was aware of the potential ramification her filing for divorce might have, said attorney Elizabeth DePiro, whose law firm represented Mrs. Hassan in the divorce proceeding, but she wanted to proceed despite the potential for it to erupt. This woman was so desperate to get out of this marriage. Eight years of tumultuous marriage with episodes of physical confrontations had escalated to death threats. The grounds for divorce were cruel and inhumane treatment, referring to multiple prior incidents of abuse. She declined to elaborate. And then it said, it says in, I guess, the Quran, So good women are obedient, guarding in secret that which Allah hath guarded. As for those from whom ye fear rebellion, admonish them, and banish them to beds apart, and scourge them. In other words, it's, it's telling them that it's okay to beat your wife. In the Quran, there's been so many, these are called honor killings. Uh, such garbage of this religion of peace that we see. So, the couple had two children, ages four and six. Um, he had this man, Hassan, had also two children of a, from other marriage. She was a very brave woman who was extremely devoted to her children and had come to this decision after a long, thoughtful process and was determined to change her life for herself and her children, her attorney said. And then it says in the Quran, Aisha who is the six-year-old bride that Muhammad uh, took as a wife and supposedly didn't have sex with her until she was nine. And that's from the, that's straight from the Islamic writings, okay, Aisha. Um, Aisha said, I have not seen any woman suffering as much as the believing woman. <laughs> well, I think she could see why she would say something like that. Talk about suffering. A, a woman in a, a Muslim woman in a marriage to one of these monsters Bent said the officers were called to the couple's home on February 6th when Mrs. Hassan had obtained an order for protection barring her husband from the home. He was served with divorce papers that day at the television studio. He came back to the residence and was pounding on the door, broke one window, but he left the premise. Um, And then the Quran says, hang up your scourge in a place where your wives or wife or wives can see it because they believe in multiple marriages. Mr. Hassan, who founded Bridges TV, 
in November 2004 to counter any Islam stereotypes, surrender to the police Thursday, Hassan touted the network as the first ever full-time home for American Muslims, according to a press release. This is an example of why the Muslim stereotype is rightfully one of violence and wife abuse. This reeks of honor killing, so let's see how the swine at care spin this. Hassan, who was arraigned Thursday, remains jailed at Erie County Holding Center. No bail has been set. According to jail spokesman, uh, Dr. Khalid Kazi, a friend of the couple and president of the Muslim Public Affairs Council, said, I cannot believe it. I know them both well. I can't get a handle on this. Right. Like he couldn't get a handle on this. This happens all the time in his Islam. He's just a liar. So, and then they show another picture of this, uh, she's a lovely lady, it's so, so sad, he, he chopped his, his wife's head off with one of those big swords. This goes on to say, I'm sickened by this account, two children are now motherless thanks to the teachings of Islam. This is a direct result of the culture of Muhammad's um, blatherings and the ignorant thralls who revere this foul hate monger. I'm equally insulted by Dr. Kwasi's shock. This man has a degree and yet is so ignorant he doesn't know the teachings of his own death cult, Islam. Gag me. He's a liar. Yeah, I think she got it right. That's what I call it as a death cult. That's all it is, is, a, is an absolute death cult. So, there was another, there was a quote, there was a uh, uh, thing on um, one of these talk shows that talked about this, but I didn't play the clip because the guy... Bill Mayer, I think, you know, he's chuckling about it. He's saying, okay, so, I mean, granted, there was a lot of sarcasm. I mean, the guy was presented with a peace award by CARE, and yet he gets out and he lops his, you know, he's chuckling about all this. I don't think it's funny that this, this poor lady's most likely in hell after being beheaded from her demonically possessed husband who was promoting Islam. At the, the, the hypocrisy is just... I mean, it's 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 like, unlike any other religion that I, I believe I'm aware of, uh, other than maybe Catholicism. The hypocrisy. I mean, they have all the, with the pedophilia. Of course, Islam has all that with the pedophilia, as we've documented in previous studies as well. I just believe that these devil death cults that are taking people to hell need to be exposed at every turn. Um, so, I mean, and they're easy to expose. I mean, there's so much ammunition that they give, but it's just media blackout most of the time. This was hardly, um, from the interview that I heard on that Bill Myers show, it was hardly covered in the, the major uh, news media at all. I mean, it was like a total media blackout, which really, I guess, shouldn't surprise us at all. Uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop part two there, and we'll go ahead and go to part three next.